What is going on, everybody? Is yours truly, uh, Connor, formerly known as OKFabe here. Welcome you once again to the highly anticipated, you've been waiting for it, you've been clamoring for it, you've been wanting it for sort of, kind of, a couple of months. It is the return of the World of Fandom podcast, a podcast all about our favorite type of fandom. You guys know me, I'm Connor, formerly known as OKFabe. We'll get into that in a second. Of course, I am joined with me, with my brother from another mother. We got Mr. Andrew. Andrew from Andrew Cutter Inc. What's going on, Andrew? Living the dream. Ah, never gets old. Um, it is. It has been a hot minute. It has been. I dare say. I think we're either. It's either three or close to four months since we've done an episode of the World of Fandom podcast. So, how the hell you been? I've been good. You know, surviving in this crazy world we live in. It's funny. We actually predicted, or I predicted. I'm like, yeah, we'll see you guys in 2023, and. Damn near if we didn't get past the first quarter of 2022. It, it's it's actually interesting because we were, you know, before we before we get into the, like the, the scope of stuff, I was thinking about it. It's like, oh, there's a lot to talk about. There really isn't too, too much that we haven't either speculated or kind of covered before. So, I mean, there's – I'm sure Andrew's got his hot takes. But I was thinking back. I'm like, there, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, this, that, and the other. And there's a couple things here and there. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like it was going to be more stuff to talk about. So that's actually kind of – I think it works out. Yeah, and we don't feel, we don't have to cram too much in in one episode. We can kind of pace ourselves and uh, you know see how things play out. I mean, the Batman movie hasn't come yet out yet as of the right. start of this, uh, the recording of this video, yeah. uh, podcast. Sorry, it's late, so <laughs> um, <laughs> just got the kids down. But uh, yeah, I know once that comes out and we talk about that, that's going to be a, a big chunk of whatever podcast we do. Oh yeah, and there's other things we're going to talk about today. We're going to we're going to cover all sorts of things. Of course, want to hear your thoughts on everything as well. So make sure you guys let us know your thoughts on social media at Pod Fandom on Twitter, and of course you can guys comment down below or uh, comment on uh, episodes depending on where you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, where or Apple. I, can't, I forgot they don't call it iTunes anymore. This is the old man in me. Um, but love to hear what, your thoughts they, on everything. What, what do they call it now? Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. dude, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it, it's, uh, you, you, you know, it's weird. I've been seeing so much nostalgia 90s stuff across either TikTok, um, Twitter, uh, or, you know, that's actually pretty much those are the big things right now because, um, well, there's some chick that's on TikTok that does like a series, like, if you lived in the 90s, this is what you would have. Like, this is the alarm clock, or you would do this kind of shit. Like I think the one that I, I think the I think the one that hit me the hardest was the Nokia phone. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> remember that thing, yeah. singular wireless. Dude, so at my gym, not to deter, I, yeah. I I love calling people out for bullshit. Like one of the things is, is like when they come <laughs> in and they punch in. Okay, no, no joke, guys. I I'm a manager at a, a gym right now, so mm -hmm. when people log in, they check in. We don't do the physical cards anymore, so they can either do their phone number or they can do by like scanning in the app. And people are so resistant of scanning in the app. Like, they just want to give their phone number, which only makes things go longer, and it fucking drags everyone down. But here's the thing. When I ask them, like, hey, why don't you download the app? The bullshit excuses I get is stupid. <laughs> the two worst ones is when old people go, well, I don't know how to do that. And then I proceed to say, you grew up in the greatest generation in the world. You, you fucking saw World War II or you were in Vietnam or you, you saw the evolutions of the computers. And you fucking can't press two buttons? Are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? And the worst is the people that say that they don't have a fucking smartphone. Bro, I don't know anyone <laughs> that does have a smartphone. I'm one of the only people that still remember what it was like before smartphones. Like, it's just, I'm sorry. You, you pinched a nerve that didn't need to be pinched. Oops. Anyways, let's talk that about this one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, um, just, just on a personal note, I mean, and this is the world of fandom podcasts. We're going to get into fandoms in a sec, but obviously it's been a couple of months. Um, some of you may or may not have heard, uh, and I'm curious, Andrew's just reaction to this. Cause I, I didn't really tell him any, I didn't really tell anybody this. Um, okay. Fabe is dead. Okay. Fabe is gone. Okay. Fabe is not existent anymore. Um, I have deleted all social media tied to that name with the exception of my YouTube channel. And the only, <laughs> the only reason, and this is going to sound, make me sound like an arrogant prick is because on my very last live stream, I did, I did not anticipate a shit ton of donators to come in. Uh, and so I have to wait for those to clear from YouTube. But once that's, once those clear, that channel will also be gone as well. Um, but uh, if we can, while you while you get the chance, go check out the YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, want to explain why or because you briefly yeah, you, touched upon it, but you not you, really. you you were kind of cut off guard, like whoa. Well, I mean, so so there there was two main reasons. One, I felt like um, let let's be real, and and, and again, I, I said a lot of this on the stream, so I'll try to paraphrase and not take up too much time on this. Um. I think for the most part, social media is extremely fucking toxic. Oh, yes, it is. And um, that's not to say that I have not met or interacted with amazing people um, and still are friends with some of those amazing people. And I've, I've made connections and I, you know, it, it's, it's none of that, but, but for the most part, it's a very, and, and as someone who has pretty severe mental health problems, um, that doesn't help. It doesn't help in terms of like making things worse. And it's also not a great thing to kind of dive into to try to make things better. And so I'm working on personal growth. I'm working on uh, making myself better in, in as many ways as I can, but I know it's like a gradual process. And I just felt like severing the tie of, of, of getting rid of that name and, and, and not being called that anymore um, was probably for the best. Some people were saying, Oh, just keep your stuff around. It's like, I, I kind of, it needs to be a completely clean break. Like your toenail. I think I think another thing that people don't understand, at least with you, and I'm saying this in the best way possible. Yeah, no, you're not good. to sound like you're not saying that. You're fine. You're amongst friends. But, but is this right? Like you do for you, but also like if people are worried about you getting followers or you rebuilding something or throwing away something that you spent time on. The two things that they don't know about you is number one is that what I've learned, you know, knowing you for God, fucking 21 years now, is that <laughs> when you know something is not good for you, you dump it and there is no heartache with that. And number two is that you have shut down your YouTube channel and your Twitters and everything multiple times and have built them back up. So yeah. I don't think that's an issue for you. No. And then that was the other thing, too, is that, like, you know, especially with like the last run of, um, you know, the last time I did a wrestling talk was, you know, I, I took like three hiatuses in a month. It's like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's not that's not good. And and, and it was for a multitude of reasons, blah, blah, blah. But the, but the point is, is that like 
keeping the stuff around, I just felt like, oh, I could just dive right back in and just log right into it. It's like, no, no, let's let's make this like like let's let's sever the limb, let's amputate, let's just get this off and and let's let's, you know, boom and, and get this out of the way. Um yeah. And you know, it, it was bittersweet, of course, but um, I, I you know, the, as of right now, February twenty seventh, we're recording this. Uh, the video stream, the last stream I did, is still up on the channel. The channel's still up for right now. So if you want full more details, go check that out. It'll give you a better idea of kind of my mindset and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, it was it was it was definitely uh definitely for the best. Honestly, I feel fantastic about it. That being said, follow us on Twitter at Pod. <laughs> Do do people so? Um, actually, never mind. I'll talk to you later about it. But you okay. know what the funny thing is? Is like I don't think people understand that you can cling on to something so long because it's something that's become part of your life. But when you drop it, it's it actually feels good. Like not to talk too much about whatever, but I've been in like some business stuff with some people, and yeah. like even though I wanted to be part of it, like the best thing was to do is just to drop it. And when I dropped it, do the weight. This gets off your shoulders. So I, I know how it's, you feel. It's it's kind of surreal. I'll be honest with you. Like, and the reason it's funny. A lot of people, obviously, like probably like you did too, had the same reaction of like, "Whoa, what the hell?" Like, uh, okay. But the reason I did that is because I didn't want to like ask anyone's advice in the lieu of not not you specifically or anybody specifically, but I didn't want to be talked out of it. Yeah, exactly. And I knew that if someone started to make those suggestions, I'd be like, well, I'm like, no, 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 no way, not happening. But speaking of no way, not happening, let's let's segue that into some wrestling talk. So let's unless actually, I'm sorry. Pardon me. It's been a while. I got to refresh and get the cobwebs out of my systems here. Andrew, you got some hot takes for us? Not many, but I can throw some quick ones at you. All right. Shall we? Throw them away. Let's talk about the the two mons in my life. There's two mons. There's the the Pokemons, <laughs> yep. or as as my my father would call them. Are you playing those Pokemans and the Digimons? <laughs> uh, I think yep. Pokemon. Uh, real quickly, right? We just had Pokemon Day. I don't know if you want anything from Pokemon Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of you know. Here's some free downloads, so on and so forth. Here's some updates. Uh, Gen Seven's coming to Pokemon Go, but I think the um, you know, the biggest thing that came out of it is Generation 9 has um, been basically revealed. We get the, the new starters. We have a water duck, a grass cat. Yes, I saw those. A fire crocodile. Um, I'm all, I'm always partial to the fire types. It's my favorite type. I tend to pick that first. Yeah, I noticed. Fuck, that cat. That cat is adorable as hell. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, no, um, Pokemon has been really aggressive with their content. They just had Legends Arceus come out. And before that, a few months before that, they had Diamond and Pearl remakes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, before that, you know, a year or so before that, we had um, uh, Sword and Shield. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they just throw in content left and right. I don't so, have time, and I'm so, making it. So real quick, um, and I know this is going to, like, light up Andrew so much. I'm looking to get back into it. <laughs> Oh fuck yeah! Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I have to I have to get another switch because the one I have is not capable of streaming. But I'm hoping by the summer, um, just in time for what is it? Sapphire? No, not Sapphire. Um, holy Scarlet shit! What? Thank you. And Violet. There we go. Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet. We'll go um, the yep. So I think by the time those because those that that's what like fall they said. 
late 2022. So yeah. Yeah. So that's probably when I'll, I'll jump on and do that one. Cause I, I've been itching and I've been making excuses and I'm like, you know what? Um, Nope, just gonna just gonna dive into it, but I need to get a, I need to get that switch first. So that's yeah. I'll be I'll be doing that. That'd lo- that'll be a lot of. Um, if, if I could recommend anything, you should try Legends Arceus. It has some problems like terrible cutscenes and people talking I've, too much. But the yeah, I've heard. actual game the actual gameplay is actually really fun and and good to wean you back into the series if you want. Okay, all right, I'll have to take a peek at that. But then there's Digimon. Oh yes, Digimon, Digimon has been uh, on a roll lately with its car game, and they are releasing a new set, which is Next Adventure. Um, if you guys are card game fanatics like me, when it comes down to like Magic, well, it was Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, you know, Pokemon, Digimon is way to get into, and right now is the time to do it. They, um, they basically, all their products are easier to get, and the great thing about this, right, Connor, and mm. what I like about them is when you buy a booster box, right? A box of like 24 packs. If you were to buy, let's say, Yu-Gi-Oh! You have no guarantee on what you could get. It's random. You could get like a, a bunch of secret rares or you could get nothing but garbage. Digimon guarantees a set grab of at least one secret rare, one alternate art secret rare. Ooh, and then good. I think it's like 12... Uh, super rares and the rest are regular wow. rares. Wow, so that's a pretty. Yeah, that's pretty big for someone to, for any any card game to to guarantee something. That's fucking crazy. Yep, and their uh, booster boxes are also fairly inexpensive. They range from fifty to seventy dollars. Where mm-hmm. like if you buy a Pokemon booster box, you're looking at about a hundred. From my last time I bought one, which was a couple of years ago, like a year or two ago, but still, they're fairly inexpensive. So. Speaking of card games, um, I have not played it yet. I have it downloaded, but I haven't played it yet because I do want to. I want to. I want to ease into it because there's other. There's a shit ton of other games I have to play. Um, there is a new Yu-Gi-Oh game out on console for free. Um, I believe I can give you the name of it in just a second. We're talking. It is Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. Um, this one I have seen a couple. A little bit of gameplay. It looks like kind of your standard. Uh, you know, your standard uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! T- uh, card, card game battle, uh, so it's not anything like they're not reinventing the fucking wheel. Um, I did see this TikTok that I meant to send you. It's someone um, drawing Exodia on the first turn. But it's not, it's not like he drew... It's not like he drew off... Was it a guy dressed up like Pegasus? Yes, yes. Yeah. That was fucking said, Oh, bro. Well, you know what the thing is? Is like... When you look at card games, right? Yeah. And let's just say we equate them to sex. This is what I'm going to say about Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, if you watch, like, Magic players, <laughs> okay. it's like watching, like, two couples doing amateur porn on Pornhub, <laughs> right? If you watch, like, Pokemon players, it's like fucking, like, I don't know, the, the couch the couch uh, interview things that they do, right? Oh, God, the but, casting like, couches, okay. The casting couch. But when I watch Yu-Gi-Oh players play, it's like I'm walking into a fucking orgy and just everyone's mad and angry at each other. Like everything's so cold and efficient. Like they just stare at each other in the eyes and jack off. Like I mean, I, I did. Like, I don't think anyone's actually having fun when they play, but they play. <laughs> I was about to say, I do remember playing a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments back in high school, and um, yeah, no one was like, it was just like droopy like the dog like it's just if every I, I don't know maybe that maybe it was just me but but i haven't tried it yet but it's free 
were you with us when we went to Mike's place and yeah. we played that? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when that girl cried in the tournament and her boyfriend had a problem with me? Yeah. What was cry. that all about? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh, it was. I... Quick, quick story. Well, here's the thing. This was back when Yu-Gi-Oh was new, right? So I. Yeah, it was hot. Me, and... I was. Yeah, I was a Magic player more than Yu-Gi-Oh player. I only went in that tournament to help you and Mike out. So when I was in the tournament, like they played Relinquished, I think, and I I brought the rules from the game of the TV show, and well, this is part of my fault. But I'm like, oh, that's the thing from the TV show that does X, Y, and Z, and they're like, no, that's only the TV show. The current game is fucking different, you piece of shit. I'm like, whoa, okay. Well, I mean... let's see what happens. So I played the girl, right, and I beat her. And I go. You just got fucking beat by someone that only watched anime, you pathetic piece of shit. And I got up and walked away. And I mean, part of that was me. But they were mean to me. <laughs> I love you. Like, well, part of that was me. I'm like, that. that's kind of all you. <laughs> but I, yeah. The, the, I, Andrew it, was kind of mean. <laughs> by the way, season one, just real quick before we get into the, into the wrestling stuff. Season one yeah. of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, fuck rules. Just fuck rules. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't realize, I mean, obviously even just like the health points and shit, like, oh, like, Hey, I'm just, Hey, I got a, I can fucking eight star monster. Let's go ahead and just throw this right out right there. And they fucking, Oh, okay. Dude, I, was watching, I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge and there was a great compilation where, um, great show. Was talking to, talking to Yugi and he goes, yeah, Pegasus is gay. He's like, Pegasus is gay. He has a strong manly voice. And it shows all the times Pegasus goes. Yugi boy, Kaiba boy, ooh, ooh. and then finally, <laughs> finally, Seto Kaiba goes, "Are you gay?" He's like, "Bitch, I might be." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, good, good Did stuff, you? good stuff. Okay, we should get back on track. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, the show doesn't really stay much on track anyway. I mean, hell, it's, it's only been three months. So, um, WWE. Uh, yeah, we're going with the big dick first. Okay. Well, there, there's, there's a couple things to talk about. I think, I think the big ones. I mean, it is, tis the season. It is WrestleMania seasons. Matches has been locked. Matches have been locked in. Has been's. That's easy for me to say English right now. Uh, matches have been locked in. Um, the big ones, of course, or the big one that we're looking at here. We got the, uh, the WWE. WWE and Universal, it's official, unification match between Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, and Roman Reigns. Fun fact, Brock Lesnar um, is now has now taken the WWE championship away from every single black person who has held it. <laughs> Way to celebrate Black History Month. Um, just just some, someone pointed that out, and I'm like, God God damn it! That's I that's that. I, I have to, I have to mention that. Um, Ro- Ro- Roman, Roman Reigns, Ro- Roman Reigns, the most dominating Universal Champion, has not lost the title in if he get if he keeps it to SummerSlam, I believe it's two years straight, which is fucking insane. Well, if they unify in the titles, then I would assume they would default to the WWE Championship for lineage take and the Universal title would then. Or they combine the name like they did in in thir- twenty thirteen, where it's like the WWE World Universal. That makes no fucking sense. Never mind. Goddamn. Okay. Well, anyways, uh... um, unification match. I'm all in favor of it. The titles need to start meaning something. The WWE title has not really meant anything in the last. No disrespect to anybody who's had it in the last like couple of years, but let's be real. It's been the second fiddle to Roman Reigns for since he's held the Universal Championship. Yeah, not just that, dude. I wanted to put out a missing persons alert for the Intercontinental title. Where has that been, bro? Well, it's like, gonna be on Jackass like, soon. Oh, dude, that please don't. I, that mm, okay. Well, anyways, I agree with you, right? 
I, I always there was a time in the first draft that having two titles worked. I would say roughly between two when it initiated, right? Up to maybe like twenty ten. But after that, like having the two titles, like it's just I, one is always going to overshadow the other, and there's no point in having two champions because then you 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 dilute the main event roster. Well, and that's yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I just think the brand splits in, on a whole the way that they do it. I don't think I don't think works anymore. It kind of worked for a while. It doesn't work anymore. If you're going to do a brand split, it should be WWE, NXT, and fuck it. I was thinking this. You know what they should do? And they mm. will never do it because I don't think the ratings would be good enough. They should just take all the female wrestlers and put them on their own one-hour show, and you can do whatever you want there. And that frees up more time for the WWE and have, like, a fucking real show again and not have it be, like, spread thin. So... Uh, that that's a that's a double-edged sword it's not that i don't agree with you i i the 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 idea had been talked about like they kind of did with 205 live with cruiser rates to do it with women as well um let let me back up a little bit though at the beginning of this whole thing so i think the problem with the brand split is that the brand split can work if you commit to it the problem i think that i've i've noticed at least in the last two iterations of it right this being technically the second one is that as soon as there's an issue with either talent or ratings or drawing power, everything's off the fucking table. They just like throw the fucking rules out the window, right? Because the the brand split did well up until about I'd say two thousand and ten ish is when it started to really get like kind of muddy and not really... Because that's when you started to be like, oh, we have three hours of Raw, and that means we can add SmackDown to it, so SmackDown stars can show up on Raw, you know what I mean? Like, Because they had to pad those three hours. So, again, something took precedence over the brand split. This year's the same thing. It's the same thing with, with Roman kind of taking being taken out of the equation, then he comes back, and then he's the big draw power, so they had him on Raw. You know, you know it's it just gets all fucking meddled and, and, and fussy and, and just a goddamn mess so my my thing is that it can work if you fucking commit to it the problem is is that vince or whoever gets so like they they get like they run around like a chicken with its head cut off whenever like ratings dip or something happens that they say well fuck it we have to do anything we can and we're gonna we're just gonna push everything to the moon and do like the, the the biggest thing possible in order to get the biggest attention right or wrong you know creative be be damned you know um yeah. so i think that's i think that's the big problem with the brand split as far as the women thing goes that's a double edged sword because on one hand uh their women's roster is is sorely lacking and you and i have talked about this before and and i were i think in agreement that it's the whole idea of uh, a championship only means as much as the division it's built around. You cannot have three people be a contender for a title and think that that title is worthy. I also think that, and we talked about this before, championships are fucking way too many. There's way too many of them between even just the brands themselves. I mean, fine, well, you get a... Too, there's too many titles of the same thing. Like, back in the 90s, well, back in my favorite year, right? My favorite year of wrestling was 
1999 to 2000, right? Yep. And in there, we had the WWE Championship, a tag team championship, a women's championship, Intercontinental European Tag Team Cruiserweight, uh, well, no, Light Heavyweight Championship, right? Uh, in hardcore, yeah. in hardcore, right? You yep. had like nine titles, but they all had something different. European was kind of like a lower mid card, so it was yep. kind of like an Intercontinental, but all of them were different. We have two mid cards, two tag teams, two women's, two WWE championships. Right. Or two heavyweight titles. It's just yep. fucking too much of the same. Like, right. I would, like, honestly, like, and again, we're opening up a can of worms with this instead of talking about WrestleMania. <laughs> but, yeah. like, if WWE is smart, have one brand for WWE, right? That goes mm-hmm. on SmackDown and Raw, and I get it, right? The problem with the brand split is it, for it to work, you need to make sure you have the right stuff in place, and they don't. So you should have a WWE no. championship. Have the Intercontinental title, a tag team title, US be the lower mid card, and then a women's championship, and fuck, you can keep the the twenty four seven title, which I guess was created because USA wanted yes. it put in place, right? Yes. Something yeah. like that. And yeah. then bring back the cruiserweight title. That's just my opinion. And then NXT can have their own shit and have that be a separate brand and then give Triple H give it back to Triple H. No, they're never but, they're never gonna give it back to them. They they fired everybody. Um so but no, I, I mean, I'm in agreement with you is that less is more. You have less championships. I mean, fuck, you go back to like when fucking, I know that I'm dating myself here as far as my fandom and this, you know, when Bruno held the the title, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, this might be apples and oranges, but hear me out. When there was a show in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. Bruno never, Bruno was not always uh, as champion, was not always there. Every time the WWWF ran in the garden, Bruno was never there. But uh, not always there. But when he was, even if it was a non-title match, it was a big fucking deal. Same thing with the NWA title is because the the promoters understood that when the NWA champion came to town, it was a big deal because less is more. Mm-hmm. And I, I think agree. that that the oversaturation of championships, it's like you could have the women's tag team titles change hands. You can have any of the, most of these championships change hands. Honest to God, um, you know, the only ones that I know about as far as the history, uh, and this is me stepping out of it, is the WWE and the Universal. And that's only because Universal has has been Roman for two years. No, He hasn't dropped it. But that that's them booking on the right side. Anyway, the point is, this match needs to happen. Unification, I'm definitely agreeing with it because hopefully it steers them in the right direction of creating uh, a less is more environment where there's better um, better matches, more opportunities, uh, more prestige, and more importance put on these matches. Yeah, yeah. And same thing with like the Intergovernmental title or the U.S. title. There needs mm-hmm. to be more prestige put on them. We can argue and debate who the greatest Intercontinental champion is, right? I think a lot of people would say Jericho. Some people may say Honky Tonk Man. Some people may say any other people, right? I think Jericho is usually considered uh, the best. But the Mountie. You know, but fuck you. So anyway. <laughs> but, Listen, but, he always gets his man. Yeah. What I'll say is for the, the, the time that the Intercontinental Championship meant the most to the I think the WWE, when mm-hmm. it had the most prestige, in my opinion, is when it was around the waist of Macho Man. Because Macho Man didn't yeah. treat it like a make card title. He treated it like he he wouldn't say the Intercontinental title. He'd be like the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship 
and he would walk with that shit like it was the world title. And we just don't have that anymore. But I mean, JR even said it best in an interview. He said, in the 80s, the WWF champion was the one who put the butts in the seats. So you have your Hogan, mm-hmm. Savage when he got up there, Warrior, blah, blah, blah. Mostly Hogan, obviously. Um, but the Intercontinental champion, between fans, people inside the business, was always regarded as the best in-ring technician and would give you the best match bell to bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but on a more lighter note, uh, with WrestleMania um, coming around the corner, uh, there's been other rumors for other matches. Of course, like I said, we have that unification match. Which, listen, I'll be honest, I think it's still going to be fucking a, a banger match. I think it's going to be it's going to be solid, uh, despite yeah, the fact we've seen it so many times. It's it's funny because it's a match that I am entirely don't care what the result is. Right. Right. I think Edge is going to fight AJ Styles. I don't know if that's confirmed. Hope so, please. But, but it's funny because I don't care. Who, like, I love Roman. I think Roman's been amazing the past two years. Yeah, he's but on I don't fire. Care if he, I don't care if he wins. I don't care if Lesnar wins. Like, I just don't care. But here, <laughs> and it's just because it's been done so much. Like, I wished it was, like, Bobby Lashley or Seth Rollins or something like that. Like, Seth versus Roman would have been better. But anyway, but here's the thing. As opposed to something like if AJ Styles and Edge goes against each other, I think that's a match that I don't care who wins because I would be happy either way. Like that. Same. Same. Um, but of, but of course the big one, the big rumors is that there's rumors of two people getting back in the ring. Um, one of them being Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, nothing has been confirmed. There's been just been initial talks, and there's been a rumor rumbling that he might come back for a match. Um, for some reason, this rumor has been stronger lately than it has been in the last, I don't know why. Um, but then the other one, which this one terrifies me is Vince has been rumblings of, of getting into a match to the point where apparently Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee is penciled in for WrestleMania. The question is, is why, why do we need that? That's, that's my question. Like, there's no, like, I'll be honest. If, if it was me. If you're really gonna be gun ho about Austin coming back, do two birds with one stone and have Pat McAfee hire Austin to represent him, and you have Vic McMahon give uh, Austin Theory the chance. It's the quick squash match. It's 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 the quick squash match. He does a couple of fi- uh, fists, does them, boom, stunner, boom, go home. You Although don't need a long thing with him. I would want to see Austin Theory have more of a. I mean, yeah, I get it's Austin, but. Yeah, I kind of want Austin Theory to have because I like him. I think he's. Actually, oh no, I, I yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I'm just saying is if we yeah. if we had to go to, if you had to put a shotgun in my mouth and be like this is how we're gonna do it, then like that's the way because that that satisfies as many people as possible. But I agree, like I I would like to see Theory get more of a, a shine moment. But hey, I mean, you're in the ring with fucking Austin too, you know? Hell, fucking True. Stun McMahon too. Why not? You know? I uh, I'm not looking forward to either of them getting the ring. No. One for. Vince McMahon just because the guy just doesn't look healthy anymore. Not like in a negative way, but he's just getting old. Like it's the same as Rick Flair came there's back. There's no like, drawing power with him. At least Austin, you yeah. can make the argument that there's drawing power. Yeah. But the thing about Austin is, is, and I've, I've kind of, as I thought about it, kind of like lighted up on it. But the thing with Austin is, is the way his career ended. Yeah. In that match at WrestleMania 19 with The Rock. And how it ended without him telling anyone 
but that story that's behind it, for him to come back for one more match, like, again, I've lightened up on it, but I think it takes something away from it. It's like well, the akin to when HBK retired, but he showed up in Saudi Arabia. I would I would agree that it would have that same kind of, like, punch to the gut kind of feeling. I, I, I'm, I'm right with you on that. Um, yeah. My argument is you don't need Austin to do a big match. You don't need that. You all you need is bell ring one two three. Do may, may, maybe do the Thez press stand up stun boom send him on home happy. Make him a <laughs> make him what Goldberg should be doing instead of doing these long ass matches and just have him do his moments. Because shit, I argue that his highest run outside of him being an active competitor was when he was doing the GM shit and as the sheriff of Raw in like oh three to like you know like after like immediately after he retired right. You yeah. still you still got your value of Austin, and you still got to enjoy what he. Because let, let listen, and I, I mean this in the in the in in the most respect. Austin has had some great matches, but I think people would be more inclined, especially with Austin's history, like you just said, to just give us like the wham bam thank you ma'am than a long match. You know what I mean? Correct. No, I know what you mean. That's just me. Yeah. <sighs> I, I would rather not see either of them come back, but I have, I mean, I think the Vince McMahon thing is pretty much set in stone. I don't know if the Austin thing will happen, but uh, we'll I just, like like I said, at least Austin, I can argue that there's drawing power there. With Vince, I, I don't get it. But if, you, if you're going to do, if you're going to pull a battle of the billionaires, fucking A, I'm, I'm, uh, sign me up, because then you have an opportunity to, to elevate some guys. Throw Austin Theory in and make that a high-profile match as Vince's p- chosen boy. You know, that sounds really racist, but you get my idea. Um... You know, b- b- elevating him, piggybacking off of a storyline, it makes more sense that way. I'd be more inclined for that than actually, because like, who, who, please show me someone on the internet who's like, man, I would love to see Vince in the ring. No please, one. I would, I would love to meet a person who's like, I want to see Vince McMahon right now in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, no one, yeah, no, no I agree. No. Um, but on a positive note. One last piece of news I wanted to wrap up with the wrestling stuff, unless there's anything else you wanted to add, Andrew, was um, I'm happy, obviously. My boy, he's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yes, Undertaker. About he better fucking be the only time. One going in. Yeah. And like I said, I hope he's the only one that goes in there because putting anyone else in the Hall of Fame with him just would be a disservice to both Taker and that person. Well, we, we kind of talk. It's funny we message each other about this. Um, and obviously, those who haven't caught other episodes, Andrew's favorite wrestler of all time is The Rock. Mine of, of, of all time is going to be The Undertaker. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, the Hall of Fame is, is jam packed with every pretty much every legend you can think of. And I think, and, and there's no argument between me and Andrew that The Rock is going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, but Taker was kind of in that same vein of like, you know, and and I know I hate when people are like, oh, so and so got in the Hall of Fame before Taker did. It's like I don't I don't care because I knew it was a matter of time, and I'm sure it's the same way with Andrew with The Rock. But it is one of those things where it's just like, like fucking a, it's about damn time the Undertaker gets inducted in the Hall of Fame this year. And and I mean, how how do you follow that? <laughs> you know, I mean they've they they have modified the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, obviously, because they kind of like you know mesh together a bunch of them. But at the other point, you know, on the other side of that, Andrew, I mean, as far as headliners, who the fuck's left? 
Asta, I want to say Rock, Cena, Batista. No, did Batista's Batista already in. in. Batista's already so, in. Rock and Cena. And then of like the big, big, big names. And, you know, I was looking into this too, just to be sure that my theory was correct. The reason why Taker didn't go in until now, the reason why Rock hasn't gone in is because technically, if you're considered an active superstar, you can't be inducted. You can be inducted and then go back to being an active superstar, kind of like Edge did. Yeah. But Rock is technically still considered on WWE. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have a contract or anything, but they consider him an active superstar. Same thing with Undertaker. I'm sure they probably had the Hall of Fame already set in place the year he retired, so that's why they probably didn't induct him. But the reason why he didn't go in is because he was an active superstar. Same thing with The Rock. Well, I guess the Shawn Michaels one makes me tilt my head a little bit, but then again, it's literally 24 hours. Yeah. Same thing. Sean, so. Sean got inducted, and then he like retired the next night. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, But I think that's the reason why Rock hasn't. And I think Cena technically technically is still considered uh, active, of course, like part-time. So, I was I was talking about this with the misses and the and, and the only thing I could think of so I was thinking about like who are big names and I think you're right I think I think Rock there's no question about that I think Cena love him or hate him I think that his accolade speaks for themselves I think he's going to get in there eventually um the I argue two other names and I'm curious your thoughts on this I'm not and I'm not saying that that like these people should be inducted as soon as humanly possible I think you need to give you need to give it some time to breathe but hear me out. I mean, shit. They offered Jeff one to come back, but no, you know. Um, I think Brock Lesnar uh-huh. and Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those two. Yeah, they are still about that need to do it. I think. Orton is probably the one you're going to need to give a little more time on because I think he's still got a couple of years left in him. But mm-hmm. as far as you're looking at the competitors to like, as far as like headliners, mm-hmm. those are the only ones I can think of that are left. Everyone else has been, everyone else has been in, oh, maybe, well, I was going to say maybe Big Show, but he's, <laughs> he's not in the company and that ain't happening anytime soon. Well, you never know. Mickey James did go into the Rumble. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if they're gonna announce her into the Hall of Fame. But if if they're doing if they're doing just Taker, I mean, I'm not gonna complain about that either. No, well, like I said, I I just don't think they should do anyone else. That's my own opinion. I think Taker is a big such enough a star. Big yeah, yeah. And it's been so long. It's not like with Austin where when he got inducted, that it's only. I mean, I don't know. Take it thirty years. How can you compete with that? Yeah, true. I mean, shit, you could do a whole two-hour special just on him being inducted with numerous people coming. I mean, yeah, that you could make a huge thing out of it, which, I mean, I mean, that's not a bad idea. I actually like that. But um, we were talking about other people to be possibly listed in the Hall of Fame as far as headliners, and John Cena was one of those names, Andrew. And we have something that I, I cannot wait to talk about, which is, speaking of John Cena, his newest show that he just starred in, which segues into a little bit of the DC talk, um, Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker. What a fun fucking show. Oh my god, I love this show. Yes. Um 
So for those of you who don't know, um, Peacemaker is a spinoff of the James Gunn version of Suicide Squad with the character of the same name where John Cena plays Peacemaker, a superhero-esque persona who is going to kill as many people as he can to obtain the peace that he desires. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm fight for peace no matter how many people or how many people have to kill the women and children to kill. It's, it is, um, it's one of those shows where I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna give it a chance because I didn't really know much about it going into it. Um, but good lord, um, can we just give the DCEU to James Gunn, please? <laughs> At least a good chunk of it, um, because you, you never know with the Batman coming out, you might change your mind. Um, but yeah, no. I'm, let's can we talk about that intro? That that fucking opening is. I, anyone, I love that song now, just because of that fucking opening. Anyone who skips um skips that intro when they watch the show is not an American citizen, as far as I'm concerned. That is uh <laughs> that is a fa- that is a fantastic yeah a fantastic like it's just it's so campy, it's so crazy, it's so off the wall. Um, not just the intro, the whole the whole show, like it's just. It's great. It, it it's yeah. so great. I I um. All right. I, I have to ask Andrew, your favorite character on the show. Oh, weird to say, but it's definitely going to be Peacemaker. Or or, uh, I liked Vigilante. I thought he was pretty good too. Loved I think the safe answer. I think the safe answer would be Eagly too. Eagly was awesome, <laughs> taking down people left and right. He uh, fucking didn't drop the helmet at the end of the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> But he he raped and murdered a bunch of people when they were running. Remember that? That just, was great. Yeah. I just saw an eagle hug a man. Maybe that there's a sign that you should turn and run. <laughs> Shit. Um, I think Peacemaker is one of the rare. His character isn't that huge of a character. He's one of the I believe he's one of the Charlton co- uh, comics characters. Yes. Like uh, yep. um, Question and yep. uh, uh, Captain Adam that have been brought over. And not much had been done with the character. So the interpretation that's being used is dramatically different from what the character actually was, at yep. least in terms of personality. Actually, James Gunn told John Cena, because John Cena, kudos to him, he wanted to read like everything of Peacemaker, and James Gunn's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to be doing something different. And I think it worked out, because I'm a stifler for characters being in character and being who they are. It bothers me when they stray away. Even if they want to pledge creative freedom, fuck that shit. Um, but it actually worked with the Peacemaker, especially with James Gunn putting a sprinkle on it. I, I think, um, and we'll talk about this because we're going to talk about Book of Boba as well. But um, this is the this is the beauty of when you have, and let, and I'm not saying this in an offensive way. No one gave a shit about Peacemaker, right? Um, you, you're taking a property and you're taking a character that has little to no investment from audience where you have like this wide open canvas to do whatever like basically James Gunn has said very publicly that like you know in comparison to like let's say Guardians of the Galaxy where he was under the Marvel umbrella and had to like really you know work within their guidelines Peacemaker he pretty much threw caution to the wind and so if this is like if this is James Gunn full board um yeah si- sign me up for more of this because as far as I know I believe he was the only writer on the show I believe so yeah so I mean this is this is if 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 you if if you appreciate like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies or James Gunn stuff in general th- this is this is James Gunn 
as full throttle as 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 humanly possible. And I gotta say, it was it's just it was so refreshing. Like the the jokes felt natural. Like the the thing that I really appreciated. I think I sent a. I think I mess. I I think I sent something out about this on social media before I shut stuff down. Was it's mostly a comedic show that's very off the wall in terms of its humor. It's very like. I, I guess stepbrothers esque is the best way I can describe it. Um, that being said, action scenes are fantastic. The fight and choreography was amazing. And when moments needed to be serious, they were serious. It didn't take a, it didn't take away from things. Yeah. And you know what it also did well that I don't think anyone has been able to do well is it was able to use that rated R that it has and used it naturally and what like like for example one of my big problems with titans is that they have a rated r show and they drop fuck every five seconds first of all dick grayson doesn't drop fuck every five seconds <laughs> and number two it's, it's just not natural like in our conversation we had tonight and you and i we have pretty terrible language like we <laughs> we swear like sailors but i think yeah, we yeah. both drop fuck maybe like three times where in, it felt natural when they did it. Like they swore and they swore naturally. It wasn't like they had to throw that in there to be edgy. The rated R was well conceived and well handled. I mean, they obviously dropped F bombs quite frequently, but you're right. It did, it did feel uh, extremely natural as opposed to like just dropping F bombs for the sake of, of dropping them. So, like, you know, I mean, obviously, Peacemaker dropped them a little bit more frequently than others. Um, and then there were like certain escalated moments when they're when they're arguing and they drop it, but like yeah, it was it it just it was it was such a well balanced with everything. Great characters, um, I think arguably one of the most hated villains in the DCEU, the the, the racist dad, um, yeah, white dragon, fucking white dragon. Which by the way, genius move to have him be a figment in Peacemaker's head. I fucking love that idea. They can bring him back for season two, which I think yep. is confirmed. They did. Yep, it is confirmed that Peacemaker is coming back for a second season. I think that was a genius, genius move by James Gunn to keep him around. Um, not only is he is is he in a fantastic actor, but this gives him another another hurdle, you know, continuous hurdle to overcome. As opposed to, well, I shot my dad in the head, so that's over and done with. Um, yeah. The side cast of like, um, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember the names of all the Hartford or. Um, Hardcore, uh, I think. Hardcore, sorry, yeah, hardcore. You know she's dating James Gunn in real life too. They're engaged. They're engaged. I didn't know that until like halfway yep. through the series. Yeah, I, I didn't know until like the finale. Yeah, I didn't know that either. They were. I thought they were married, and then oh, they're dating, and then they're like engaged. I'm like, oh shit. Um, but um, I think uh, the uh, I think v Vigilante was my favorite. It's it's hard for me to not love that guy because. Between the Jeffrey Dahmer fucking glasses, the the just the the which by the way I think the funniest the best part to me is that he's the best fucking fighter out of them all. Yeah, especially <laughs> when he went into prison, he fucked everyone up. Uh, that was great. Um, my favorite moment with him is when he offered to kill the kids for peacemaker. Oh my god, he's singing while he does it. But it's funny because this is another example. Vigilante could not be more different in this TV show. Right. Yeah. Than he was in the co in the comics, he was like an ex detective whose family was killed, very Punisher esque. I think it's been a while. He w he originated in Teen Titans, and then he kind of got his own thing. But like, could not be 
further from what the original character was. Yeah. And like, fuck, they, they made it work. It's probably because they made him so likable, but, but he, he was definitely a standout character. You're, you're invited. You're invited to the abortion. <laughs> you know, dude, I, re- I really i really appreciate you letting me get tortured back there that was yeah, uh, yeah. really cool of me. is that sarcasm no <laughs> just like yeah. shit like that I, I i fucking love that kind of crap and and um i think obviously the big the big thing that a lot of people also talk about is that cameo at the end oh yeah with the justice league i mean oh, I who the fuck pumped. saw that coming I did it. I, I, you know, when they showed the silhouettes, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But when they had Jason Momoa and um, Ezra Miller show up, I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. I'm, <laughs> Fuck I'm you, Barry. Little, I'm a little ticked off that they didn't have silhouettes of Batman and Cyborg. And what would have been really cool if they like threw in some silhouettes of characters that hadn't been introduced. Like if you see a Green Arrow, because he was fucking Minch, and I guess he's a brony. I guess he's a brony. He's a brony that dresses like the second half of Twilight Sparkle with a four inch huge butt. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe he uses it to but, Like shit like that. It's just like, what the fuck? But if they had a silhouette of like Martian Manhunter and Green Arrow and Green Lantern floating around, well, or even if you wanted to have Hawkman there and have it tie into the Justice Society, tying yeah. into Black Adam. Yeah. I, well, I think. Cool. Th- I think they did it as a safe bet, and I, and James Gunn did say like there was a there was a reason that he omitted Batman and Cyborg from it. I think Cyborg is pretty cut and dry. I think we all know why Cyborg's not in that one. Batman, I think most likely has to do with the Flash movie coming up because God knows what the fuck that's going to do as far as resetting everything. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think, but he said like the he goes there was a specific reason why I and it's funny because. Um, uh, they said, "Oh, why don't you get um, Henry uh, Cavill? 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 Cavill?" Um, he's like, "I would have fucking loved to have cameoed in that." I'm like, "Oh, please, give me a Superman directed by James Gunn." Dude, I just want fucking Superman, Shazam, and Black Adam to go at it. I need that so bad. I still, I, I still, uh, we did see just to run a quick note here, but to divvy off of Peacemaker. Um, I did see that obviously they had like a DC like trailer kind of showing a little bit more footage of the upcoming films and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Goddamn, I really want to see Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate even more after seeing like like oh, the yeah. two, like the two quick seconds of him as I'm like, <gasps> dude, talk about the perfect casting. Fuck. Yeah, it it's gonna be good, and I want my WrestleMania rematch against John Cena and The Rock to happen in the DC universe. <laughs> oh God, Just yeah, DC, DC. Peacemaker versus Black Adam. Yeah, it would be funny. Clearly, um, Peacemaker but... would, would win because, you know, creative. Um, <laughs> you're going to have to do some really good shenanigans to get through that shit. Um, yeah, dude, DC's going to be eating good. Uh, as DC fans have, well, we have, we have Peacemaker, but yep. now we're also going to be having the Batman, which I'm pumped to see. Yep, and then uh, Black Aquaman Adam, single, and then Aquaman and uh, Flash, and the only one that I'm kind of neutral is Aquaman, just because. I mean, I like the original movie, but I like know nothing about this movie going into it. Sequel is really always tried. having a pill battle too. That and I fucking, I mean, I'm not gonna get into it, but like fucking Amber Heard, like I yeah, yeah, typical person. Yep. Although someone someone put a very good TikTok out. There, there's a guy that does um, um, 
movie facts and like he does serious ones and then he'll do like uh, like joke ones and he's like amber heard was really good at her stunts and uh Aquaman, and the reason why is because she was used to hitting men in real life so it worked out for the movie and i'm like oh wow that's uh aggressive but good yeah yeah no but no we'll be eating good we're gonna be eating good i can't wait for the batman yeah, no, uh, D- DC DC's got some good stuff coming down the pipeline this year. I I'm very excited for um pretty much all all the I think the only one I'm kind of neutral on honestly is the Super Pets one. Even that looks kind of funny with fucking um Dwayne the Rock Johnson as fucking crypto. I mean, hey, I can't I can't complain about that. Um real quick, we'll talk very very briefly about the Marvel side cuz I know Andrew um the basically the big things for Marvel has been Spider-Man Spider-Man No Way Home. And the Doctor Strange trailer. Now, Andrew didn't see... Uh, you haven't seen Spider-Man, right? No. And the reason being is one time with kids. And yeah. two is I know a lot of people aren't going to like this answer. But I typically just wait until it comes out on Amazon or Disney+. Plus. Which because... I think I think it's going to be out on digital, I think, in a couple weeks. So it's yeah. not going to wait too long. I, I the only thing I will say I don't want to spoil too too much even though I'm sure Andrew's probably already spoiled at this point probably from the fucking yeah. interwebs. Um, can't get it interwebs. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, Spider-Man No Way Home is the second best Spider-Man movie ever made. Oh no shit! But I second... hope you still mean Spider-Man Two is still number one, right? Uh well well here here here's the thing, uh no I think Spider Man into the Spider Verse is number one. Mm, Danny. So we have a fundamental disagreement. I think well, this, well, without seeing this movie, I think Into the Spider Verse is definitely top three. But yeah. I still think Spider Man number uh, two is still the bomb diggity. But go the, ahead. The, the the only the only critique of the movie that I have is that. You have to know about the other Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. I I think that if you have never seen the Tobey Maguire or the Andrew Garfield versions of the Spider-Man movies, if you have never seen or know or know like nothing about them, it does take a little bit of the um, of certain scenes and certain moments away from it. Um, yeah. It is essentially a love letter to Spider-Man movies, like it's with the exception of Into the Spider-Verse. Um, Willem Dafoe knocks it out of the fucking park. Whoever's idea it was to have him not wear the Green Goblin mask the entire movie, I tip my hat to you, sir, because that really showed off like his facial expressions in this. Um, there were two scenes that I cried. No fucking shame in saying that. Um, sure. And it was just, it was emotional. It was powerful. And the biggest thing I will say that it works in its positive is that, um, Andrew, have you seen the other Spider-Man MCU films, Homecoming and Far From Home? Yeah, this is the only Spider-Man film I haven't seen yet. Okay. So, my complaint about those two films was that it felt like it was just MCU that just happened to have a, a Spider-Man in it. Okay. It didn't it didn't that. it didn't have enough like weight or heavy uh uh um what do you call it, like threat or like looming presence or like it didn't have any like gra- gravity to situations, right? Maybe Far From Home had a little bit more, but but generally speaking, there wasn't like a lot of like, it didn't feel like a big deal, didn't feel like a big movie. It just felt like a side piece, basically. 
not in this one. <laughs> this one, th- this one, this one threw everything at you. This one threw as much as it could um, to its benefit and its detriment. But I still think it is the, it is, it is definitely ranked up there as far as um, I think it's the number two, only second to Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man number two, uh, and, and and is number three. And the only reason I say that, the only reason I say that, is because I could appreciate the moments where the other two Spider Man come in because I've seen the other ones. So it's kind of, um, but Jesus Christ, the fucking callbacks and Easter eggs, good lord. Yeah, I well, I look forward to seeing it once it comes out digitally. Yeah. I'm gonna be all on top of it. I, I so. really can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. That being said, the only other big piece of Marvel news I'll dive into before we get into a, a couple of other quick things is um, the Doctor Strange trailer. So obviously Marvel's been pumping out Disney Plus series left and right. There's movies all across the board. We kind of talked about them in other podcast ones. But the next big Marvel movie coming out, May the 6th, is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, much like we talked about with DCEU, the Flash movie is supposed to be sort of or rumored to be a big reset of the DC cinematic universe where, you know, he's going through different dimensions. It's a lot of Flashpoint stuff. Um, so there's the opportunity to kind of basically reshape and remold the DCEU is going to be at the disposal of, of Warner Brothers and whoever's doing this movie. In a lot of ways, a lot of people are looking at that for Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness because there is a shit ton of possibilities that could happen because the door is wide fucking open. Um, that being said, the big thing that I was curious to hear Andrew's thoughts on was not only his thoughts on the trailer that just recently came out, uh, I think for the Super Bowl, but also a an actor who we both love and worship very much, whose voice we heard in that trailer. Concerning captain of sorts? Uh, I mean, is in, in the trailer he's a professor, but yes. Yes, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, did you see the funny meme of him like having an interview and they asked him who... Yeah, oh my God, I loved it. He was like, <laughs> smiling like a fucking Cheshire cat. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is that someone took it because if you look at him after they ask the question, he looks off screen and looks back out and says, who's Dr. Strange? And then someone <laughs> cut in a picture of Feige with a fucking gun pointing at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? It, um, it looks to be fun. The first Dr. Strange movie, I think I said this before, was good. But my main problem with it is Dr. Strange as a character... He never changed. He was he was the same asshole at the beginning of the film as he is at the end. He just has magic. Yeah. That's all well and good. Um, I think the only thing about this movie that I'm really excited for is the possibility of the Illuminati. Do you know who that is? Yes. Yeah. It's basically the smartest and and most cunning and morally gray of the of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. You know, you got Mr. Fantastic, Professor X, Namor, and I think Iron Man. So it's, I believe it's Iron Man, Doctor, well, in, in the comics, it's Iron Man, Doctor Strange. Um, oh, yeah, Doctor Strange. Fa- I forgot fa- about Fantastic, uh, I'm sorry, Reed Richards, Black Bolt, um, from the Inhumans, Inhumans um, yeah. Namor, and I want ah, there's a sixth person. I'm trying to remember who the sixth person was. Well, they tried to recruit Black Panther, and he said no. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So essentially, the, 
Yeah, no, you're right. In, uh, so the Illuminati, like Andrew said, is basically the – it is a secret society of Marvel's most intelligent people uh, who are basically forming their own version of, like, the Secret Avengers. It looks like that MCU is going to do their own version of it, which, I mean, they could very easily do because they've been kind of doing their own versions of certain things and certain characters and certain storylines. Some work, some don't. Um, but I did mention that I have a theory about what's what the hell is going on. So um, – but I want Andrew's final thoughts on everything before I – Dive into my fucking speculation. That they're going to rewrite the universe, include the uh, mutants into it, and that this is a way for them to recast Captain America. No, 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 no. I, I think, I think the one thing that like a lot of the of of the Marvel movies and TV shows have made me, or the Disney Plus shows have made me realize is that, you know. The, the 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 movies are not as going to be as as grandiose of things as I think. Uh, people give them or like speculate to and sometimes the internet hypes shit up too much right uh which was my worry about spider-man no way home but it lived up to the hype in my opinion that being okay. said i think multiverse of madness is going to be uh how do i put this i think it's going to introduce some principal ideas i think it's going to make people think but i also think it's going to and, and I'm saying potential spoilers because I don't know if I'm really right or wrong on this. I think the big fight is going to be between, between Doctor Strange and Wanda. I think Wanda will be the... It's not a, It's not the first time anyone's heard this theory, I'm sure. But I think what what's going to happen, based off of what I've seen in the trailer, we are introduced to a character. Uh, you may know America Chavez. Yes. So she's the one with the star on her, and she's and she's got the jean jacket on. Uh, mm. Her ability is to basically dimension hop, and I think what's going to happen is she's going to find out, uh, accidentally stumble upon her way to get into our universe or the main one, um, which is that fight with Gargantos, the big fucking the 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 guy with the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange is going to find a way, try to find a way to get her back to her home dimension, and enlists Wanda's help knowing she's a poor, powerful sorceress. Uh, and lo and behold, Wanda catches wind of what America Chavez can do and tries to get her to use her powers to get her kids back. Hmm. Okay, I can see that happening. I think that, like, the professor... Oh, go ahead. What's that? Oh, no, go ahead, you go. I think I think the Professor X cameo is going to be a one-off, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything. So, so the the big question I had about this was: Is it going to be one of those movies where it's like it's a one and done, and we're going to just like let it have its own thing, or is it going to just open up the fucking floodgates for all sorts of shit to pour in? I think it's the first. I think it's the latter. You you think they're gonna just blow the fucking door wide open? Because I think that's gonna be safe for Loki. No, I don't know, dude. Here's the thing: it goes back to this. The last, with the exception of the Spider-Man movies, and I have not given a shit about the yeah. last few movies. I don't think a lot of people have. I haven't really given much of shit about Marvel in general because this cinematic universe has two problems. Number one is all the fucking movies are the same. They're the same fucking movie. They wink at you so that you get the joke. It's all about the past coming back to you have to deal with the past and all this bullshit. It's is is you know what I, I won't go into it, but it's the, all the same. No, I, I, I get numbers. where you're coming from. Number two, 
is the the heavy hitters that they relied on are all but gone. Yep. You, you know, you're not going to have traditional Steve Rogers, Captain America. You're not going to have Iron Man. You're not going to have the Hulk, really. I mean, I know he's going to show up here and there. I don't know how much longer we're going to have Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And then you, you have Spider-Man. That's great and all. And Tom Holland, you know, they're just going to keep on putting money into his blood veins just to keep him in there. But, like, you don't have the X-Men right now. You need to do something to bring the X-Men in and to also revitalize the 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 main you know Captain America Black Panther uh, Hulk uh, fucking Thor because not for nothing no one gives a shit about the legacy characters no one gives a shit about you know Falcon becoming Captain America it's cool it feels good but like I don't care if Bucky or Falcon becomes Captain America I want Steve Rogers same thing with Black Panther if it's not T'Challa I don't care I don't care if it's his sister or his royal yeah. guard, or whatever the case may be, I want T'Challa. And I know that's kind of tough because the actor had passed away, but the same thing with Iron Man. I don't want Ironheart. I don't want War Machine. I don't want any of these fucking people. I want Tony Stark. So Marvel needs to do it. If there's ever an opportunity to do it, is fucking multiverse madness. And maybe they have to do something where they have to merge the multiverse together, or do something. I don't, I, I don't know, right? If I was in charge of the Marvel Universe, I would have done a lot different, but I probably wouldn't have been as successful. Who knows? Oh, uh-huh. you don't have the money to do it. That is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much uh, of the money right now. Freaking but, um, Yeah, no shit. Dude, there's a good TikTok with some guy that uses a Mickey Mouse puppet. He does, like, reaction videos. I've seen those where he does, like, the deep voice afterwards, like, no, let me get this. Exactly, dude. They're so good. They're yeah, they're, so they're, they're hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think if there was an opportunity, it'd be here. Especially if they're bringing in Reed Richards. Because I think, if you look at the silhouettes, it's Reed Richards there. And I think it's going to be Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four movies at first, too. I mean, they can certainly do whatever the f- the, the the fuck they want at this point. They're Marvel, right? Would they, I mean, they they did the movie in the, on the Eternals, and people are still going to go watch it, right? Like me. Um, so I mean, I, I think I just think that like I, I try not to temper my expectations after after what happened with WandaVision. Because WandaVision, I, I jumped just like everybody else on the Mephisto trial. Oh, it's Mephisto. It's everything's Mephisto, and then it turned out not to be. And I think that kind of took away from. The ending, which was not horrible, but it definitely did not help them as far as it like, oh, like, you know, the Internet overhyping it to the point where it's like we kind of disappointed ourselves, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. You know, so I'm just I'm just trying to, like, play it safe, basically. (laughs) Okay, I can do that. That's fine. But luckily, I am not invested enough. So whether it goes option A or option B, eh, whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm I'm still going to enjoy it because I'm a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch, so it's a win-win in that case. But anywho, um, that being said, I think the only thing we have to talk about real quick is um, Book of Boba. Yes. Or Mando Season 2.5, whatever we want to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. If I could describe Book of Boba Fett, it is best described as a really attractive woman that you meet at work that you want to go out with. And after you go out with her, you realize that she has multiple personality disorder and has a fetish for getting shit on. Like, really attractive, but she has some issues underneath there. Oddly specific, but okay. Well, this show had some really good episodes. 
Like episode two, when he dealt with all the sand people, I thought that was fucking good. And then the Mando exclusive episode was really good. And the Luke Skywalker training with Grogu was my favorite one because, of course, Luke Skywalker. And they fucking nailed that CGI. And I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah, they did a better I job think- with it than than Mando season two. I will. I That was the first thing I would say. I was like, listen, you know, say what you will about that, but they did a much better job with that. And you know for 100% Luke Skywalker fucked Ahsoka. You know for Luke Skywalker, you want that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do, 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 do. You know that he wanted that sweet Rosario Dawson ass. And you know that Ahsoka's like, well, I never got to fuck Anakin. This is the next best thing. And you know when he said, am I going to see you again? It's not like the train in the forest. He wanted to get another booty call. You know that, right? right. But his, I think that's the case. I think they fucked. Just saying. Okay. So the show, uh, <laughs> um, Book of Boba was not as good as Mando, in my opinion. No. That that being said, though, um, fun as fuck. I still I, I I still enjoyed the ride. I mean, there there was obviously, um, I think that it was kind of. I hate to say it, but I like I I know why they did the Mando episodes. I know why they had Roku go back. Like I I. I I know from like a company standpoint, that's that's that that's what drove that decision. You know what I mean? Like I like bigger picture. Okay, fine. I, I get that. Fine, whatever. Um, I don't give a shit what anybody says. That ending was fucking amazing. I love the end with just everybody's fighting, f- shits hitting the fan. Uh, these giant machines are coming out. Fucking Boba lets the rancor out on Tatooine. I mean, I enjoy chaos. Clearly, I have a thing for it. So. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, 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 I still enjoyed it. The thing, I, like we were talking about before with Peacemaker, right? About like characters that don't have a lot of backstory. I mean, yeah, Boba has a little bit of backstory. I mean, if you're not talking about like you know outside of novels or anything like that. Um, but really, this was again J- John Favreau kind of like, fuck it, let's. We don't have much to do with him. Let's let we don't have much going with him. Let's have him do like the thing with the Sand People, which I appreciated because. It again kind of gives more depth to him that we never got from any of the fucking movies, really, outside of like Attack of the Clones, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what? To address one of the criticisms that I think a lot of people are having about Boba not being the complete enigma badass that he was, or even in the Legends, is that Boba Fett is not a character, right? A lot of what we think of what Boba Fett was was based wholly on assumptions in the little that we saw of him in Empire and Return. Like, the character had no character. And there's nothing wrong with that. So what are you going to do? Well, you can't have a show about a psychopath going around and just murdering people. You have to give them something. Plus so you have to dead, hum- so. Yeah. So you have to humanize them. You have to do something. And I think what they were trying to do was good but the problem is, is Boba just became like a yes man to his people. Like Finnick would give him a suggestion and he'd be like, maybe we should do that. And then the, the biker, the Power Ranger biker game would be like, maybe we should do this. And he would just say yes to all that stuff. Yeah. Like you can still have Boba be like, they should have portrayed Boba like the kingpin in the Daredevil show. Like a vicious, ruthless guy, but still has a certain layer of code to him. What I will say is the problem with this show is I'm, I'm going to say my, my critiques real quickly. Number one, the show has, should have never been called The Book of Boba Fett. It should have been called The Mandalorian. And honestly, 
They should just have that be the thing going forward so that you can jump from Mando to Boba to Bo-Katana and do like two episodes with Boba and then jump to Bo-Katana and you do two episodes of her and you could just have like a nice integral story that just, you know, keeps on dashing back and forth between characters. It yeah. would have made things more sense. Number two is that they should have worked on their pacing and their storytelling. Do you know Boba was with the Sand People for five years? I didn't. I thought he was with them for like two days. It wasn't until someone explained it to me and I looked it up on the internet, but they did a bad job at telling that. Yeah. Right. I, I know that. I thought it was, I thought it was like a couple of months or something. No, he was with them for like years. So, and not just that is also pacing. Like I get that they threw those episodes in and I enjoyed those episodes. Those were two of the best episodes, but it's not the book of Boba Fett anymore. When Luke Skywalker and Mandalore and Mando become, the stars of the show. Yeah. So it was too short for what it was. The storytelling could have been better. And on a whole, it should have been the Mandalorian. But for what we got, and my expectation for Star Wars is pretty low after those sequel trilogies, I enjoyed myself. I do, however, disagree with you. I don't like the final fight. I think as individual pieces, like him riding the Rancor was pretty cool. And them going up against the Scorpion stuff was cool. And them flying around in their jetpacks was cool. But the fight made no sense. Like, Boba Fett goes out to get the fucking Rancor. The pretty badass. Why don't you just get Slave 1 and just shoot everyone down from the sky? Listen, it's it's the equivalent of, like, a NASCAR crash. Listen, I'm not I'm not saying that, like, oh, man, there was so much uh, growth and development and such great storytelling in the ending. No, it was a fucking car crash. In terms, in terms of like just absolutely pure chaos and bedlam. Yes, I know that there is like you know logic gaps in it for sure, but it's a guilty pleasure more than anything else that, that makes oh, anything sense. So I'm just I'm yeah. being very clear about that. I'm perfectly fine. To me, it's the equivalent of Ric Flair fighting Chris Masters in a match. There's no way Ric Flair would ever be able to defeat Chris Masters. But oh, but yeah, Ric Flair in the Money in the Bank match, something he shouldn't be in. But you know what? You throw logic to the wind for something good, and that's kind of what that was. I just think that there should have been more Pike Syndicate people at the end of it, and that like fucking yeah. random stuff like the um, Black Krishanta. I always fuck up his name. He gets shot like a million times. He's limping oh, the left and right. Yeah, he's limping left and right. Then he's back up to full health. There's like members of the biker game that got killed, and then like two scenes later they're alive again. <laughs> and that motherfucker doing that spin. Why do you need to do that spin to take the shot? God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it was still, it was still, like you know, plot holes and, and and pacing and everything be damned. I mean, obviously, if you're comparing it to the first two seasons of Mando, it it almost doesn't compare because it's it's like Mando's clearly superior. That being said, it was still a fun ride for me. I still enjoyed it. Correct. Yes, it's like listening to. <sighs> It's like listening to Backstreet Boy music, right? You know you shouldn't, but you enjoy yourself when you're listening to it. I should have said that Backstreet Boy music. Is I mean, I want it that way, you know. It's like listening to Evanescence back in 2002. You, you know it's a bad idea and you're going to get rid of cool. What's wrong with Evanescence? Dude, that song, Wake Me Up, Bring Me to Life, whatever it's called. Wake me up! Bro, that was a WWE song too at one point. I think they did that and Trap Headstrong both back-to-back for pay-per-views. That's a get. That was a good fucking video package. The headstrong, I take you on. Yeah. At the end of the day, Book of Boba Fett was fun. I wasn't expecting much from it. What we got was good. 
I think it's just time that we jump back onto Mando. But I will say I disagree with Grogu going back to Mando. I don't think that should have happened. I would have preferred him staying and we done like a split for a little bit more with, with, with Luke. I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. However, I, I, I get why they did it. Yeah, marketing and yeah, exactly. Oh, it's not going to be the same without him. Like, yeah. But, okay, here's, but here's the thing: there's three inherent benefits and one inherent problem with what they did. Number one is, if you wanted to, you can have the next Mandalorian show, the next season, be split between Grogu with Luke and Mando on his own. So you're getting two stories that go along simultaneously, developing yeah. them the characters separately. Number two is not for nothing. Mando needs some development that's not him lugging this kid around. He, and listen, he, Grogu needs to go back to him eventually. It's just give him some time. Like, you didn't even give them a fucking season. He, he literally got back during another person's show. And lastly, it goes against what Luke Skywalker represents as a Jedi Master. Because that... the whole thing about Luke is he's not one of those people that do the manipulative choices of like his, the whole thing about him is it's okay to have those, those attachments. It's okay to use the love for your loved ones as a tool to make you better in the force. And then this motherfucker goes and he pulls a Yoda and nobody wants says, bitch, you got to choose. Like, why can't he have both? Legend Luke Skywalker was married with kids. Just, that that was a, a, a step back for the character. And I'm not even talking like in comparison to Legends Luke Skywalker. I'm talking about Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker, who was supposed to do the Jedi Order correctly. This, unfortunately, is one of those problems where it comes to be like, well, you have a franchise or a movie that has like, okay, and scene, we're done. Boom, put a bow on it. You know, we're, we're, we're wrapping up. Let's Let's go home. Nope, we're gonna keep going. Oh, okay. And then it, it gets into like, I don't even want to talk about the fucking the other the other Star Wars movies because that that that's a whole. Well, we already have talked about that. How 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 bad they are. Um, but I think that kind of covers everything we we wanted to talk about. Andrew, was there anything else uh on the docket for our return show? No, nothing on my end. Yeah, I think I think we're pretty much in the clear on this one. So. Um, with that being said, folks, I want to thank you guys again for tuning in to another wonderful edition of the World of Fandom Podcast. doesn't matter how long it's been or how many years, how many months. We always appreciate you guys tuning in and talking about our favorite things on fandom. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Cutter Inc. Uh, that is his Twitter handle. Is that your TikTok handle as well, Andrew? It is. Let me double check this to be sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, yeah, Andrew Cutter Inc. Definitely want to follow him on there, too, because he does a lot of great, uh, you know, uh, TikToks revolving around like comics and discussions. I love the gauntlet ones that you've been doing. Those have been those have been really interesting to see, and like the ones where you like choosing who who you think is going to win in a matchup or who would win, uh, you know, versus strength and stuff. A lot of uh, interesting stuff. I, I really enjoyed that stuff. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Not a problem, my friend. That being said, thank you all for tuning in. Take care, and as always, take it easy. Peace out.